Hey, America. Start, Start listening, listening now. now. That's it. It's Eurovision season. It's March Madness season. We got songs to review and basketball to play. We got seeds all over the place. Top seeds fall into number 16 seeds. France defeats West Virginia. Sweden absolutely annihilates Vanderbilt. It's carnage. Lithuania stands unopposed to the basketball players. Derek, roll round ball rock. We finally get to do a basketball show. Uh, and welcome to another <laughs> round ball episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision Song Contest podcast from America, the leading nation in gravy-based cuisine. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. Uh, Canada is not far behind. No, no. They're, they're, they're coming for that number one spot uh, for sure. But they have to get past, oh, I don't know. San Diego State in the uh, in the, the basketball. I thought you were going to say in the group playoffs. <laughs> oh. oh, oh no! <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow oh. is the one to beat yeah. in the group. Playoffs. Oh, as if I hadn't lost my appetite enough already. Thanks, uh, guys. Speaking of you losing bet. your appetite, Sam, hit him with the socials. <laughs> all right. Yes, you can follow us on all the normal social media outlets. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're on we're on Mastodon, we're on YouTube. Uh, we have a TikTok that we don't really do a lot with, but we're there. We're certainly there. And you can find us uh, at 12PointsUSA or just email us directly at 12PointsOfAmerica at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, uh, feel free to check out some of our merch over on our Redbubble page. Or if you'd really like to support us, you can also follow us on Patreon. Our normal content isn't going anywhere. However, if you follow us on Patreon and support us there, you have early access to our episodes, access to other special content, other other bits and pieces that we aren't necessarily doing for wider release, and other other ways to just get in touch with us. We're, we're happy to, to have you on board. But yeah, other than that, uh, let's see. Eric, you and I had a bit of an adventure uh, yes, just yesterday. Yes, we did, Sam. Yeah. yeah, why don't, why don't uh, we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, first of all, I, I also want to mention uh, there is going to be some. There's going to be a lot of Patreon stuff during Eurovision uh, season, and in the months following it, I think we're gonna we're just gonna record everything when we're over there, and who knows what you might get to see happen. Uh, Eric making breakfast in our flat out in Birkenhead. That's not going to happen. You don't want me to do that. <laughs> Anyway, yes, yeah, are, we yeah. we had an adventure. Uh, we drove to scenic Mankato, Minnesota, to visit our friends at KMSU uh, Radio, and we recorded three hours of Eurovision goodness, uh, playing highlights from last year, from this year, uh, also Shum for some reason. And yeah. uh, uh, there's always a good have, excuse for Shum, really. That's right. What yeah. were highlights from last year? Will I have to listen to the show to find out? There uh, yeah, we are. I, I think so. God. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's always a lot of fun for us to to visit with Tim and Shelley over on Shuffle Function their their morning show. Uh, if you'd like to listen in live, that is uh, coming in on March 29th in the United States in in the morning. So, but it will be available for. Uh, on-demand streaming, I think a couple of weeks after that, uh, you can listen to KMSU uh, in Mankato, The Maverick, uh, on their website or their app. So feel free to just Google Shuffle Function or KMSU Maverick Radio yeah. and all sorts of great stuff. And speaking of radio, you might be listening to us through our friends over at Switch Radio Europe. Again, we thank you so much uh, at Switch Radio Europe for giving us the platform to share our tomfoolery with all of you. But let's get to our guest of honor. 
Uh, as you all know, we are doing our preview episodes. Uh, last week, we started with uh, Olympia Avalanche. Today, we throw the torch, or we pass the torch lovingly. We don't want to start any fires. Over to... A, a, just lobbing a lit torch at her. <laughs> just, just across the ocean uh, to Olympia's partner in crime, partner in art, partner in life, Nova. Thank you so, so much for joining us at 12 Points for America. How are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Oh my gosh, please don't like have a, a flame anywhere near me. Drag is a very highly flammable form of art. That sounds disastrous. But yes, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We, we tried to get you on last year. Unfortunately, the we couldn't, things things just didn't line up. We're so, so happy to have you here. Uh, for, for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with, with you and your work, can you just give us a little bit of a the elevator speech of, of who the heck are you, basically? Well, I am one half of a British drag duo called Novimpia. Olympia was in the last episode and she had some opinions. Um, and we have a YouTube channel. We upload various nonsensical content on there. But we also are really big Eurovision fans. And this year especially, I think we've really been ramping up our Eurovision content. Um, so if you fancy just having a laugh and just gawking at some drag queens on YouTube, head over there and you'll find out all about us. Now, growing up in the UK, I'm I'm assuming that you grew up with Eurovision as sort of part of the landscape. What were what were some of your earliest formative Eurovision memories that kind of piqued your interest and and it's like, oh, this is something I wanna I wanna watch on a yearly basis. So my earliest memory of actually sitting down to watch Eurovision is fairly recent. I was trying to think this the other day for um another person who asked. It was I, I believe it was 2002, Jessica Garlic winning. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2002. That was my the first time I actually sat down and watched it because I remember my parents thinking it was a load of rubbish. Um, it was, <laughs> I think that was the start of the beginning of the end as well of, of the UK doing okay. That was the beginning of the start of zero points and Gemini the following year. And it was just, oh, awful, awful, awful. But that was kind of when I found it really interesting because then it was just stupid and fun and... I'm 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 a lover of live music. I always like to watch um live music and I just thought it was so camp and so fun. Um and in very, very recent years, Olympia and I have started really getting into the national finals and what the national selections and that has been a whole other world to delve into. <laughs> but um we, we enjoy it so much. What have been some of your your favorite Eurovision songs or or memories of and moments associated with the contest? I know it's cliche, but it, it really has to be Conchita Verst winning. I remember actually welling up at that. I thought that was just such a monumental moment. What a deserving winner. I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again. It's such a tricky climate at the moment for, for drag and queer people. But that moment, we, that no one can take that away from us. That was, that was such a special moment on television. Yeah, I remember being in the press room in Copenhagen when she won and just, I was surrounded by, by friends of mine who were so emotional. Like you could see the just floods of, of tears welling up in, in my colleagues' eyes. It was, it was an incredible, incredible moment. And I, I hope, I mean, nobody can be like Conchita, but you, you hope that there is more like Conchita coming and, and that the art continues to, to duplicate like that. Like I mentioned, like you are one half of this this fantastic drag duo yes. with with Olympia. Have there ever been times when the two of you have just absolutely butted heads on a song where you've loved one and Olympia's been like, oh hell no, and and vice versa? Like what's been what have been the tips in the household I've, over Eurovision? 
I feel like generally speaking, it will be because I like more than Olympia does. I think she's a little bit more difficult to please. I, I, I have to bring it up and I'm sorry to bring it up, but I know that she was absolutely obsessed with Leslie Roy maps, but it just weren't that good. I'm sorry. It just, it just, it was just not all that. But it was not all that. She was obsessed with that. She also likes um, a little bit of opera. Any, any operatic vocal she's all about. I, I, it's generally not my scene, not for me. Mm. Um, and then there's a lot of like the campier dance tracks, which I really enjoy because I'll just take it for what it is, and she'll turn her nose up at it and be a bit snobby. So I'd say normally our top tens are very, very comparable. And it's everything outside the top 10 where things can start to be a bit iffy with us. <laughs> and you will have uh, more Eurovision content on, on your YouTube channel. You've already done a, a national final sort of retrospective or kind of like the yes. state of play. And you'll have more as we approach May. And you will actually be heading to Liverpool to, to you see your first. It? I know. Right? I, can't, I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I, I'm Absolutely insane. Out. Insane. Yes, we'll be attending evening rehearsals for both semifinals. We will be trying to vlog as much as we can just to show people what this experience is going to be like. I've got no idea what to expect, but we're going with a group of great friends. I'm just so, so excited. We are going to have to find a time to meet up for drinks somewhere. Just it's, yes. it's, it has to yes, happen. Yes, yes, like it's been, yes. We put this out into the universe. It's going to happen. I would love that. Yes. All right, let's look at our roster of songs for today. We've got some interesting ones coming up ahead. Uh, we've got France, Belgium, Serbia, Armenia, and Germany. But we will start this off by chatting about Poland. Uh, the song is called Solo. The singer is Blanka. Derek, hit it. Let's hear a little clip. All right, and that was a clip from Solo by Blanca representing Poland this year. She'll be performing in the second half of semifinal two, if you're keeping notes. Uh, she's a 23-year-old singer and model. Uh, she actually released Solo to the public in September of 2022. Uh, of course, after that September 1st deadline, that's sort of the traditional beginning of the Eurovision year. It was already kind of a, a commercial hit in Poland by the time it made it to the national final. Uh, we've discussed the national final and the goings on at that final before on this podcast. Let's not focus too much on hints, allegations, things left unsaid and things left very much said. But <laughs> Nova, let's let's launch into you. Uh, on a musical level, how do you feel? Uh, it's... <laughs> And we're everything off. about this package, everything about this package to me is, it's, I just find it depressing. I find it so frustrating. National final allegations aside, how she's carried herself on social media in the wake of that aside, I think this song lyrically, sonically, visually is so vapid. There's, it's, there's no personality to it. She gets on stage, she doesn't know how to use a microphone, she she twirls about, she she gives her best go. I don't understand, I don't get it. I I I I don't get it. We already have a reggaeton in inspired um pop song by Demi Lovato called Solo. And all I want to do when I listen to this is listen to that because that's actually a great track. I think we're being um, very generous describing this song as reggaeton tone. Well, I, I can see that it's 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 
on the beach, you're, you're on holiday, you've got a cocktail. It's that kind of vibe. But I, I think yeah. if, if I've really misjudged what she wants to do, if I've not given her a, a good enough chance, all I can say to her is, first of all, send the, I think it's the Audio Souls remix instead. It's on Spotify. There's a remix that I think mm. could actually maybe save this mess. She needs to spend every minute between now and May with a vocal coach, with a dance coach, and with a performance coach, because what she's giving us at the moment is just not cutting it. It really isn't. She's not giving. She's not giving. No. <laughs> she's going solo. <laughs> uh, I wish she wasn't. Uh, <laughs> boom. Eric, what say you? I think I said on a, a few shows ago, that I really think that bland songs are worse than bad songs. You know, th there, there are some songs that, that could be really characterized as just train wreck. And then, but those are fun. Everyone loves a train wreck. Wait, that's why we keep doing them. Yeah, that's yeah, America. <laughs> woo! Oh, we're all going to die. Topical humor. We're so funny. Uh, anyway, this this uh, this is too boring to be a train wreck, and it's weirdly disappointing. There's just so little to this. There's there's no call to action. There's there's no I don't know. It's just it it feels very just dull and and, and calculated. And there are there are a lot of countries that do that that have calculated. I mean, Sweden, for God's sake, they're they're surgically calculated songs yeah they but, calculate but at least they're using a calculator <laughs> sweden is just counting on or poland is just counting on one hand yeah to be clear i'm not comparing this to to, to directly comparing this to sweden or their song in any way mm. sweden knows what they're doing you know they're they put actual emotion and passion into things this is just nothing it's 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 a it's a waft of nothing I, there, there's sometimes that I refer to a song as a cotton candy song. It is light, it is fluffy, it is pure sugar, but it has no substance whatsoever. And it dissolves on your tongue after you consume it, never to be thought of again. And it breaks my heart because, you know, Poland is a country with a pretty interesting musical scene. They brought some really great stuff to Eurovision in the past. And I was looking forward to something innovative again. And <laughs> it, it, it breaks my heart that this is the direction that they've gone for what whatever reason that might be the singer is i mean her vocals are not great like in that live vocal whether it was just the inability to balance vocals and and choreography um you know mic issues as you were saying nova it, it just it's it just isn't cohesive and it's a singer and a song who are both interchangeable there's no real personality it is just pretty girl singing pop song with no identity to it like I, I could I, again see myself sitting on a beach somewhere drinking a uh, drinking a pina colada on you know while I'm getting myself horrifically sunburned and it fits into that soundtrack but I'm not remembering the songs that are playing in the bar while I'm drinking my pina colada while I'm on vacation it's just part of the background music and it dissolves like I said like cotton candy this might be the most cotton candy song possibly that we have at the contest this year. And you know, it makes really... me sad. Oh, sorry. It, That's it, fine. I'm done. Oh, I'm done okay. here. You know what's really frustrating is that this is right towards the end of semi two, and as a result, probably has a shot at making it 
to Saturday. It Aww. shouldn't, but it might uh, because that semi is so weird. We shall it's, see. It's, it's televote only. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Derek, Derek, you look like you have something to say. Why don't we? Why don't we toss to you? <laughs> oh God, he likes it. First of all, I disagree with Eric that Sweden puts passion and emotion in their music, but that's a later discussion. <laughs> they put money into their music. It can be it can be multiple things. It can be multiple things. Yes. Some people are passionate about money. Ooh, I didn't think this would be a digression. Um, uh, anyway, here's my on. thought on Poland. I my first uh, reaction or exposure to this was watching their national final, so I got to see it as an absolute car crash. Uh, and everything, absolutely everything about it was terrible. It was just kind of a mess. And I'm, we could get into the logistics of their national final system, which has on multiple occasions been highly questionable to the point where it's like, are you doing this on purpose? That said, when I comes up on my Spotify and I listen to the studio version, I kind of enjoy it. I'm not going to say it should be at the contest, but it's like, oh, I'm cleaning the house and this kind of Caribbean-esque sounding song comes on and it's light and it's fluffy and it doesn't matter. It's upbeat. I, I, I don't mind it. I, I don't hate it. And again, I, I totally agree that this isn't really the right place for it. This is like a radio-friendly song that comes on every now and again and you just sort of like, oh, this is nice. And then you continue doing whatever it is you're doing. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything they can do to really salvage this based on what we've seen. And we've had numerous artists that really, really struggled performing live, doing choreography, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think if we've ever seen somebody like other than Blanche in 2017 really turn it around in time to do well. So I don't know if there, I don't know what she's doing right now to really work on that. It's, it's going to take a lot, unfortunately. Could this qualify though with only the televote? I think that's really unlikely at this point. And I'm not really going to think about it too much after that. <laughs> What do people think about mm. the fact that they're doing or supposedly doing a revamp of this song? Because it, as I understand it, they can revamp this all they like. It's such a small part of the problem. She's She, she has no charisma. She she struggles to sing. This is, this is not a challenging song. Let's, not, let's mm. not get this twisted. And she's out of breath, dropping words with very, very lazy, minimal choreography. Like, I, I think there's a time and a place for a, a sugar sweet pop song. I love me a really simple, don't think about it pop song. But then, in the context of a competition like Eurovision, give me a visual, give me, give me a, a, something to look at, an incredible costume, some, some dancing, some, some staging. This was nothing. It was just mm. nothing. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I feel like this is a conversation we can have again and, and again and again, or maybe just like focus on later. But I'd be very curious to hear, like, Based on the semifinal breakdowns, like one is way, way more competitive. Like there, there's so many in there that are really, really strong that, uh, you know, good songs are not going to go. Semi two, I feel like this is the this is the um, the semi that's going to produce the song that comes in last place. Like someone's going to come in ninth or ten <laughs> and it's going to go to the final and then it's just not going to go anywhere. Yeah. An accidental <sighs> qualifier. And it could be this one or it could it, be like yeah. three or four yeah. others. But knowing that we have other, I'm sorry, uh, we can go on forever about this. Danny, what, I mean. Tear it to shreds. Danny, okay. off to you. I'm, uh, we're going to try to not take as much time on other songs because probably won't be as divisive. But Nova, I want to ask you your opinion on two songs, just to sort of gauge like where you and I sort of match up. <laughs> and it has to, it has to do with, with this song. Uh, what did you think about 
Poland's remember Rafa, remember the ride from I can't believe if this was last year or two years ago. What did you think of that? The ride, which one was that? Exactly. Got it. Brilliant. It Love it. And head. what did you think? What did you think of sugar? What did you think uh, of? Okay, of so I was Natalie actually Gordiego. going to make a comparison to this because okay. this is yeah. a basic pop song. Mm -hmm. Don't think about it. Yep. What an absolute spectacle! What yeah. charisma! What personality! Lo I loved that. That's what I want. Yeah, that is okay. what I want. Yeah. Same. I, I feel guilty for having liked it as much as I did. Um, no, I don't feel guilty. But I'm glad. Okay, I feel like you and I have similar tastes. But um, this song blows. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I'm going to be brief because I, I, I got a lot of my opinions about, uh, about this type of song when I talked about Ireland last week. However, in place of this, how Ireland seemed postured almost to sort of make the majority of its money off of being licensed by credit card commercials... This song is so stupidly, mindlessly bouncy that it seems like it was built only to be part of Spotify playlists. No one's going to seek out this song to listen to it. People are going to encounter this song playing at an outdoor bar, or people are going to encounter this song playing inside of, you know, when they go to shop at, I don't know, people shop at Abercrombie and Fitch anymore. I don't know. It's that kind of garbage. But, like, Everything about this song feels so hollowly calculated in the way that she seems like an influencer. She doesn't seem like an artist, and this song doesn't seem like a song. It sounds like an influencer creating a post to do well. There's no heart here. It's kind... I, I really do hate it. it it's It's... Feels like a. If you could sum up sum it up with one word, it would be inconsequential. <laughs> Ugh, but inconsequential like, means whoa. that there's almost like nothing offensive about it. But there is something offensively disposable about this song, it especially when you Margaret. put it next to the other five songs that we're going to oh, be talking Margaret. about, which we should move right along to. Let's. Yeah, yeah shall get, we? I need to. Sh <laughs> I need to shake off the dust of this little. <laughs> and you know what? I no. <laughs> I'm just going to pour one out. We could have had booty. I'm just going to put it out there. We could have had Elena and her booty. Anyway. Uh, she knew what she was giving us. <laughs> yeah, booty. So much booty. So, so much booty. Anyway, let's roll on. Let's talk about one of our automatic qualifiers. We will see it automatically on the Saturday night. It is La France. La Zara with Evidemment. Or obviously, I think that's how that translates. Derek, let's hear a clip of that. Evidemment. Les belles promesses que j'entends, ce n'est que du vent, évidemment. All right, that is Evidemment by La Sarra for, uh, for France, it looks like. She is one of our automatic qualifiers. She is Montreal born. Her full name is Fatima Zara Hafti. That makes her the second Canadian to represent France after Natasha Saint-Pierre did so in 2001. I think she came in fourth place, so that's a pretty good pretty good high watermark to, to measure up to. Uh, she is a relative newcomer. She was nominated as Revelation of the Year or Best New Artist in 2021 and 2022 for awards both in France and Canada in general and, and Quebec specifically. So, Nova, what do you think of Evidemment? 
I remember watching this when it first premiered on YouTube and I thought, okay, so she's obviously a diva, a queen, a seasoned performer. And then it kicks in and that disco beat comes in. And I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is going a whole other place. This is good. This is really good because it's not, it's, it's deceiving. And I've seen some of her live vocals. She's a fantastic performer. She's going to be giving us something to look at. She's She has fun with it. I think it's really amusing to actually read the lyrics as well because they're kind of apathetic in a way that I imagine like her management has been like, can you write us a Eurovision song? She's like, oh, we, and she just does this. And the song's just like, I can't, I can't really be bothered with this, but here you go. And it's going to be amazing because I am amazing. This is fun. You can you can dance to this. This this is good. I I, I vibe with this totally. I I love the fact that France has taken some of the sort of classic French. Like this is no other country could do this. I mean maybe maybe Belgium on a on a France here, but we'll talk about that later on a French here. Um, but this is just so unbelievably French, and it's not just the language. It is it is it is. You know, we took the lessons and and the the trajectory that we took from Babs Pravs from from Barbara Pravi and that sort of hyper French chanson piaf, and we've now taken that chanson and modernized it and brought in the dance beat and brought in the attitude and that French je ne sais quoi. You know, again, I was getting that similar vibe, Nova, that you were saying. I was just, oh, I'm just going to write the song. That's going to be gorgeous. Like, yes, it's like you are going to love. You are going to love me. You are just going to lap this up with this spoon. It's a tiny little French spoon that used to have caviar in it. It just, it just this, this elegance. And yet this, I don't give a crap what you think of me, but I'm going to be fabulous anyway. And it is so French. And, and finding out that she's not actually technically French is, it's just a very, like you landed, you landed with your feet in the right place. Like you, you, you know, you didn't go to New York. You didn't go to, you you went to Paris and that's the right fit for you. Keep it up, girl. I'm really excited to see how this goes live because if have we seen a live performance of this from her yet? I don't think I have. I've not I seen from this song. No. No. Okay, okay. But I would imagine that there's a consistency there. And this has the personality that I think I was missing in Poland. The fact that we have her. We have a stamp from her. We we know who this is and and yeah, that's Viva la Sarra, that's all I'm going to say. Derek, what do you think? Certainly enjoying going from Poland to this. Yeah, <laughs> whiplash, sorry. This is, this has got to be the most assured, confident artist we have this year. I, even in like the music video, you can just, it's, there's just this attitude and personality just bleeding off the screen. It's kind of unreal how I, she just has this presence. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm, and I know when she performs it live, it's going to be there even more so. Uh, I'm not worried about her vocals at all because I haven't listened to her. I've listened to her some of her live stuff and she sounds fantastic. And I think this has the potential to really push a lot of uh, the vocal work and really be impressive, especially that last big note that she can hold that. I think that's going to be a showstopper. Um, yeah, I everything about this. I think since 2016, France has really entered a renaissance and everything they sent is very weird and interesting and really culturally significant. And even when it doesn't do well, uh, like last year, I still think that was a really, really fascinating 
entry. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm hoping this does great. It absolutely deserves it. I, <laughs> the only concern is when I start watching her interviews, if she turns out to be an insufferable person, I'm about to be like, Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but otherwise, otherwise I'm still going like, to be oh, like, ah, oh, she's French. I'm going to vote for you, but I'm going to hate myself for it. Danny. Danny. I would like to add that I have the same opinion of France. Um, just basically like historically over the past eight or so years, like they really have been sending really good quality stuff, even if it doesn't perform well. I wasn't a huge fan of Wa, but like everything else is pretty good. I'm a big, you know, Madame Monsieur fan. This song is great because it uh, falls into the trap right away of thinking it's another one of those James Bond level songs right at the beginning. And then at about a minute 10, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. It's a it's a banger for your favorite gay club. She has amazing like the the camera loves her. She doesn't just perform well, but she photographs well. And she, it, it, the songs, it's it's a really stellar song. If this is if this is your cup of tea, and it better be Europe. You know, that's all I'm gonna. You, that's all I'm gonna say. You know who she reminds me of in terms of yes. just the presence and the 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 gravitas and the the self assuredness. Ivette Mikuchin, Love Wave. Uh, in, oh, geez. people all over the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric, what say you? Uh, it she does feel like if Barbara Pravi were a Pokemon that evolved. <laughs> uh, but it, it's so okay. It, yeah, the, the attitude is 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 this Tood? Does this count as Tood or is no? This no, no, else? no. This is attitude. No, 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 no. There's nothing. Okay. There's nothing like un I mean, incomplete about this. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's just French. French. Well ask Bernhardt. <laughs> Did she have Latude? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't have a ton to add. I don't think it 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 really does do a, a cool job of kind of lulling you into well, France, <sighs> and then and then suddenly just. Being this other thing, it has tremendous Lady Gaga energy, and I love that. Uh, I think there are a couple of songs that have that this year, but this one I think is is has it more uh, than uh, Estonia, and and we'll get to that some other week, I, I assume. No, we're specifically yeah. not going to talk about Estonia. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's it's fun. It did take me if if I if I if there's anything really negative I can say about it, I will say it did take me a couple of listens to to kind of fully be drawn in and that's not necessarily what you want uh that is not the first time i'm going to be saying this on this episode by the way uh <laughs> foreshadowing pokemon for uh, yeah i i no no <laughs> nah. oh you know what 46 listens in i kind of get poland no i don't I love watching the the YouTube videos of random Euro fans who are like, this is my this is my top 37. And then they change it every eight hours or 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 whatever. But I, I really I really do enjoy watching those just kind of get a feel for if there are any trends, where where are people putting things or certain things higher than I thought and that sort of thing. There have been at least a couple that have put this at number one. Uh and, and this has consistently been higher than I expected. And not to say that I thought it was, you know, wasn't any good or that it was middling. I think it is going to do really well. Mm -hmm. uh, but people love this. I, I mean I, this in the kindest possible way. Are they gay? <laughs> Probably, yes. I think uh, that I is important I'm... to note. 
<laughs> they run a Eurovision YouTube channel. It's maybe implied. I don't know. Statistically. <laughs> we have a Eurovision YouTube channel and our or only We're a quarter gay. Twenty five percent gay. Maybe thirty. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we roll on to France's neighbor then? And another oh, ah, Andorra. Oh, I miss Andorra. <laughs> oh, plucky little Andorra. Oh, come, come back, Andorra. Come back. We need more Catalan. We're gonna get them back. We're gonna get them so. back sometime. I hope so. We need more. They, they want to be back. Can they afford it? You're talking anyway. like the dump deck's boyfriend to Eric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course she yeah. wants to be back. I'm, I'm doing so good over here. Of course she'll be. She wants to be back. <laughs> are you asking if uh, Europe's duty-free shop can afford to send another song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. No, no, no. All right. No, no, no. All, all right. right. All right. No, we're going, we're going the other direction. We're heading over to Belgium. And we're going to talk about Because of You by Gustav. Derek, hit it. And let's hear a clip. All right, that is Gustav from Belgium singing Because of You, uh, who's going to be performing in the first half of semifinal two. He is 42 years old. He actually had a local hit He's on the Belgian 42? Charts. Yeah. <laughs> Life, the universe, and everything all incorporated in Gustav. Yes, uh, he had a local hit Ooh, on the Belgian charts. This is what happens when you get tasteful Botox. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, that after... actually explains a lot. I, yeah. I'm sorry, it's not my turn. <laughs> he's uh he had a local hit on the belgian charts back in the year 2000 but he's actually kind of taken a little bit of a step back focusing more on songwriting producing vocal coaching working as a backing vocalist this is actually going to be technically his third time at eurovision because he was a backer for senec in 2018 hoover phonic in 2021 uh this year's song is represented by belgium's flemish broadcaster so the dutch language Flemish language speaking broadcaster VRT. Uh, Gustav won a very, very close national final, be- beating second place act The Starlings by a single point, razor thin margin. But Gustav got the ticket to Liverpool. Nova, take it away. What do you think? So I don't know what the general consensus is on this song. I know Olympia and I disagree on this. I I don't I don't hate this. I really don't hate this. I think Gustav is obviously a very seasoned performer. He's very comfortable. Yes, it's it's not the most interesting song. The lyrics, we've, we've heard it before. We've seen this kind of song before. But it's fun. I'm glad it's there. I like the presentation. You can dance to it. It makes you feel good. I, I, I think it's getting a bit of a, a bit of a hard time, dear Gustav. I, 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 I like this. I don't, it, when I throw points at this, Maybe not. I think there's probably more deserving entries, but I think it's very deserving of of going through to the grand final. I I, I just think it's fun. Don't, don't think don't take it too seriously. And might I just add that unlike Poland, this has an authenticity to it, which I think also allows you to be drawn in and you can have fun with him. I think that is a very important distinction if we're talking about simplistic dance pop songs. Yes. Derek, what do you think? I think the most obvious comparison for this one is last year's I Am by Michael Van Yes, Vendetta. I was going to say. It's, Damn it's, it, you it's, took it's, my talking this point. Is it. This is it, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I it's weird because I kind of liked I am last year at least uh, not really my kind of music, but I think he performed it really well and it was staged well. I think it got a lot of hate. Partly it was just until was... you saw how he conducted himself outside. Yes, I think he was oh, not. It was a bit much. I think this is much more. Accessible. It was a lot much. It was a lot much. Yeah, yeah. such much. And he such brought much. that energy to stage. I think this is easier to get into. Yeah, this one feels a lot more, uh, I guess, charismatic would be the word I would use. It feels very charming. He seems like such a likable guy. Uh, I, I would say the same thing I would say about I Am. It's like, it's this isn't really my kind of music, but it's performed exceptionally well. I mean, he sounds great. He looks like he's having a great time. And it's kind of hard not to get excited about that. Uh, it's got, like like France, I would say this has a ton of personality. And it's great to see that, you know, in a contest. I think that's going to do him well. I think this will do considerably better than Israel did last year. Uh, with that, does that mean qualifying? I don't know, but I think there's a lot more to like here. Danny, what do you think? The elder gaze of Belgium said, I'm going to give Eurovision everything they want. And <laughs> they did. Uh, the comparisons to IM are just, it's it's it makes sense because they're both sort of these, I don't know, like queer bangers. Um, the song, however, that this also reminds me of is Yamabe from last year. There's just mm. something about his very self-assured uh, carriage. And you know that this is going to be a dance-heavy presentation. Uh, and Yamabe, I-, I think, outperformed all of our expectations last year. We sort of wrote it off as sort of, uh, it doesn't it doesn't really fit into a very digestible box. And yet, everyone was able to at least throw it some love. It, it, it didn't do too bad at all. And I have high hopes for this because the song that it's the most similar to, I, I literally do think that France is very similar to it. It, it de- France develops into a very similar beat and attitude as this song. Uh, this song, however, is at least 9.5 times gayer. So it has that advantage. Yeah, France uh, is outside smoking a cigarette and then Belgium's inside doing poppers. That's the difference. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we're doing... <laughs> Yeah, we're, no, we're no, it's, tapping our perfect. parliament cigarettes into someone's bump of coke. Yeah, um, that's... Oh, my God. This, song this is going has, out on the radio, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably fine. It has, a, it has a... Last thing I'll say is that it has this very fun retro vibe, is that this also is exceedingly retro. This is straight out of the early 90s. The, the music video captures that very well. It's straight up, like... Uh, like CNC Music Factories, everybody dance now. Like that's exactly what this feels like. Or like Good Vibrations by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Like this is this has so many. Uh, it, it's just been it's been written and performed exactly the way that it needs to be. It's really really solid. Eric, what about you? I I really thought people were going to hate this, and and, I, <laughs> and my opinion was going to be unpopular. But I'm basically in the same boat. Yeah, I've I've kind of come around on it. It's fun. It's he it's it it might be a it might be a total hot mess but like in a good way but it's it's fun he just seems very fun and 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 delightful and i remember watching that final and thinking like that get, you picked that but like as as more time has gone on i kind of get it in in those videos that i mentioned this does not do well <laughs> 
Oh no! Oh, yeah. No, no. I watch those too. It's it's always at the bottom. It's it's always very close to the bottom, and and so I don't know. Maybe they're not gay. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> is that they're not gay, or maybe they're just young gays who think that it's very cringe to like this type of music, which is I very real. It's, it it, it is real. it is yeah. very retro. It, it, and I'm 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 thinking I'm doing the math in my head and realizing that like that Marky Mark song is is thirty plus years old now. Oh God, shut and, up and. And uh, I'm sorry, but like, I, I, if because that's the case, I could see some of the young YouTubers just this not being for them. But I think over the the large, I, we don't know the exact. You know who it is for? For 42 year old Belgian queers named Gustav. That's who it's for. <laughs> yeah, and he'll carry on. Yeah, dang it. <laughs> and it's all because of you, the the listeners of Switch Radio. It's fun. I... It's it's uh, it's you can't hate it. You you like like I some people can apparently but but I can't I kind of want to and I can't it's fun yeah this is it, this is fun like I'm I'm on the same page with everybody here like I I realize that it's easy to overlook this it's even though it is bombastic and fun it is it is because it is a comforting sound to me this is the kind of music that like I had growing up on you know local top forty radio that CNC Music Factory that 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 you know, LaBouche and, and, you know, Be My Lover and all that stuff. Like, it reminds me of that sort of, like, beginnings of Europop and Italodisco kind of hopping over into American Top 40 in the the early to mid-90s. And it feels very comforting to me. And I know that Gustav will perform this. He's a very safe pair of hands. Like, he's he's a experienced Eurovision singer, even, and he's an experienced, you know, performer and vocal coach. He, he knows the technique. He knows what he's doing. And he's just... A, a welcoming, comforting presence. The thing that I disliked about I Am is the fact that it felt so self-referential and so there's confidence and then there's cockiness. And I don't respond well to to cockiness. This feels confident in a welcoming sense. It's this it's is a, a it's more I'm going to dance. Exactly. Like, it's like I am. I'm yeah. going to dance. I, I'm living a fantastic life. I am happy, and I invite you to dance with me. Rather than I'm going to dance my ass off and I'm going to do it better than you. It's it's the difference between look how gay I am and let's all be gay together, right? <laughs> and yeah. it just this I this just makes code. me happy. Yeah, like I <laughs> I can't help but smile at listening when I listen to this, and you know I I cannot make any sort of of guess of how this is going to do. It's going to depend a lot on on the demographics of who's who's watching, and and Belgium often kind of gets overlooked even though they made it to the finals last year with with a song that I thought was not as strong as this we'll see in a year that it's public televote in the semifinals this I feel like this could go either way in semifinal too mm. uh he only has to beat what six songs in order to make it through yep. Yep, and if people are out there saying I want to party to this they may respond to that so we shall see we very well may see Belgium in the finals much to the surprise of many many fans out there Belgium seems well liked enough that I think yeah, people like chocolate. But and... Belgium is one of those countries, and I hope that I'm not, uh, that I can have this be the last thing that we say about this song here. Belgium, I know Eric shares this opinion with me, has been pooped on way too many times and has not deserved it. <laughs> Belgium yep, wants yep. and needs a win. I don't know why they get so disrespected so often. Unlike the Czech Republic, they don't even get to boast of a very good finish recently. Or, like, uh, poor Belgium. They did They're make like the a final last year. Or they... 
they did. Yeah. did. Sort of, yes, exactly. Come from behind sort of thing. But Belgium has been sending quality. They've been sending their own thang. And uh, I just want it to happen one of these days for Belgium. To win or to come really high up? Either. Yeah. High top I, I 10 at the very hey, least. Two, two weeks t- in Belgium sounds perfect. So yeah, you know I know, what? yeah. 50,000 points to, to Gustav here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to say, to say that they've been struggling, I mean... Uh, what is it? Loic, what, what did he come fifth? Loic oh. yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Blanche City was fourth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two great years in a row. They definitely have it in him to win again. Yeah, I think. And then Senek, who deserved to go through, just uh, get completely wiped away. Uber, yeah, Elliot with Wake Up, which wasn't even a terrible song, but didn't qualify. Like, Hoover Phonic tries so hard and just barely squeaked in. Yeah, and if they had been using this year's voting system that was public only, they would not have qualified. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking to me. Anyway, shall we roll on to our next song? Yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah. Okay, we are talking about Serbia. The singer's name is Luke Black. The song Samo Mi Se Spava, or I Just Want to Sleep. Derek, let's hear a clip. Okay, that is a clip of Samo Misa Spava by Luke Black from Serbia performing in the first half of semifinal one. He's a 30-year-old singer and songwriter. It's his first time at a Serbian national final, but he had supposedly submitted a song to internal selections previously. Um, interestingly enough, he actually wrote the English lyrics, the all, sort of alternate lyrics, to 2018's song, Novadeca. Uh, he came in second place in the national final in both the jury and the televotes, but the math worked out. Uh, for Luke's favor, and we are seeing Samo Misespava and his um, ap- apocalyptic future uh, in in Liverpool. So, Nova, what are your thoughts on Luke Black for Serbia? This is the kind of entry I look for in Eurovision. This is this is my jam. I think there is such an artistry to this, and this is such a layered package. I love how he plays with opposing forces. We have a very, very delicate, soft vocal for the most part, and this dirty electronic bass that gets you in the pit of your stomach. The lyrics are almost satirical. He's, he's talking about being quite happy, hooked up to the Matrix. He can't be bothered to wake up. Why, why would you want to? It's only till the end of the song you realize that actually it's more of a satirical stance on it. I like the presentation. He's, he's styled almost in a romantic way, this very soft white blouse and tousled hair, and then you've got these robots all around him. Just these these opposing forces throughout the whole thing, I love. And I love how this song is so dynamic. We have, like I said, the soft, pretty, ethereal vocals, and then we have whispering, and then we have the like borderline shouting towards the end and chanting. I think this is gonna be very, very well received. This is going to get everybody dancing I think as well, he's there's a charisma about him. There's one moment where he stands up and he goes to the middle of the stage and on beat, he pulls this pose. And I'm like, oh, she's a dancer too? What else are we going to get out of this? I, I'm all about this. My only criticism would be, and I'm hoping they tweak this for, for Liverpool, um, the, the live vocals right at the very start, 
it is not easy to sing lying down. That is that's a very difficult thing. I think maybe switch that up. It's not worth sacrificing the quality of the vocals for that amazing visual. I think twist that up somehow, change it up. That's my that's my only criticism here. I I love this. I'm so excited to see this in Liverpool. Danny, I think it's your turn to start us off. It is. If Serbia could just make their brand uh, for the foreseeable future be absolutely weird, but also absolutely genuine and serious, I would be very happy with that. I also love this song. Here's the thing. Whenever I watch this song, I love it. I adore it. Whenever I listen to it, that's sort of a lessened effect. Um, it's about the performance and the visuals here that work extremely well with the song. I don't know who has a bigger lip gloss budget, this, uh, you know, Serbia's team or Denmark's team this year. I know we're sending some very pretty boys with some Zoomer haircuts. This is also one of the Eastern European staples that I look for. I'm looking for either a Balkan banger or some kind of Transylvanian vampire arriving at Eurovision. And I'm glad that we got it from Serbia. We got a Serbian vampire. So I'm, I'm really, really, really glad. It's weird. It's uh, it's really desolate sounding. Like this, this song is so postured to be cool and futuristic and let me tell you it pulls it off this song is just so it's serbia's sending art as as weird and funky and and photogenic as this is they're sending art for the second year in a row and i really like it eric what say you all right this is okay. maybe my this is maybe my hot take of, of the year i uh, don't worry it's uh I think this could win the contest. Oh, yes. This this is this is taking building uh, sort of uh, on the on the what Constructa started mm -hmm. in terms of sending this art pop art rock sort of sort of thing. I think the sound and the look are just impossibly cool. It it reminds me of like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's soundtrack work for. I thought you were for, gonna say like Love Injected, like. Well, okay, yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's yeah, or like the latter day Nine Inch Nails sort of, sure. sort of sound, and and uh, that's that's one of my like top two favorite bands of all time. Uh, it's and and I haven't heard anything quite like it at at Eurovision certainly. Uh, another one it kind of reminds me of is. I feed you my love from ah, 20, 2013. Yes. Norway, with a just yeah. very dark intensity, but still pop, still danceable. No, I I think this is spectacular, and I think it should be talked about as one of the favorites. I I really do. I I, I know that it's I know that it's kind of weird, uh, but kind of weird has done well, uh, including from Serbia. This it might be my favorite song of of the year. So I I. I I guess there may be some bias when I'm saying I think it could win, but I really do think this is going to be big. It's it's spectacular. It's so good. That's so exciting to hear. <laughs> that mood, the mood that it that it creates is so potent. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What what Danny was saying before about when he listens to the song, it kind of washes over him, but he gets engaged by the visuals of it. Oddly enough, I'm finding myself in the exact opposite. The opposite? 
Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I actually enjoy this when I'm listening to it. Like I do get into it. I do get the, I feed you my love a little bit of that nine inch nails, that sort of industrial, dark, moody, oddly sexy vibe. But then when I watch it, it to me feels like the kitchen sink. It's, it's, it's too, it's trying too hard to force the narrative for me personally. Mm. I obviously, obviously everybody else's mileage seems to be varying. I, I feel like it is too much. It's like, okay, well, we've got we've got the pretty boy lying in the the Venus flytrap of doom. We've got the, the robot dancers. We've got people now being unplugged from the robots. Obviously, he's talking about, you know, unplugging from, from the Matrix. And it's like, it just, it just, it just, it feels like it's trying too hard to tell the narrative. And I'm focusing too much on trying to follow the narrative rather than getting engrossed in the story itself. When I'm listening to the song, I get into it. Like I feel like I, I feel myself physically getting into it. And, and I noticed this yesterday as, 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 as Eric and I were playing this for the KMSU team, I'm like, I hadn't listened to the song just on its own. I had only experienced it as the full audio visual package. Having just the audio, I was a lot more into it than I was originally. Altogether, I don't say I hate this, not at all. I just find it too much. I feel like there's there's a special, special package here. I just feel like it needs a bit more trimming and editing, and we will see what happens when they take this to the international level. There is incredible potential here. I think the song is innovative. I think that it's it's reaching high. It is, it is pardon the sports metaphor, metaphor here, swing for the fences in a way that I like to see at Eurovision. You know, I I like it when it goes a bit dark and hard. Like I love Hattari. Like not to say that this is like Hattari, but this is that kind of scratches near that itch for me. It just needs a bit of editing and pruning and shaping for it to really get to hitting hitting my head like a tuning fork. You know, I I'm excited to see more from this, but I'm going to be more excited to listen to this than seeing it as it currently is. Derek, how about you? Woof. Oh man. Got a couple last on this one. Sorry, bud. Oh no. Oh, I drag it. Drag it, Derek. Do it. Do it. How excited I am at the prospect of this winning. Oh man. That would be something. Get to go to Serbia. Oh, hell yeah. Serbia is nice. Cool. This one, yeah. I I think I, I can't really say anything different other than what everyone else has said i i do i adore this and I, I think i'm more in sam's camp where when i listen to it i like it a lot more than when i'm watching it but that might just be a component of you know it's a, a cheaper national final performance than a full-on stage production so i'd like to think that they they recognize they have something really promising here and that they'll you know dump some effort into it especially after last year they came fifth with that which was something that was, I think, on paper, very divisive or a little bit more mature and maybe a little bit more difficult for the general public, but general public loved it. So who knows? I think Serbia has definitely an aesthetic to them. They're very, they can do like artsy, sophisticated, complex. Yeah, like Loco songs. Loco. Like loco, loco. <laughs> well, they can do that too. But I mean, just <laughs> seeing how they pull this off in a way a lot of other countries, I think, try to and don't really succeed at. This song has like really, really big, strong, contrasting elements in its music, in its lyrics, in its visuals. It's a lot of like black and white hitting each other 
and there's not a lot of like nuance. It's just like, we're going to swing back and forth and it gets you there. It takes you along. And I never feel like I'm being whipped around or, you know, like what's the big comparison Um, icebreaker from Norway. Oh, don't every time it's switched between verses and chorus. I just felt like, Oh wait, hold on new song. And this one, when it shifts, like it goes from the really kind of whispery, soft, kind of melodic piano music to like that hard industrial electronic music. I'm just like, oh, yeah, here we go. And I just I can feel it like I just feel excited. The amount of respect I have for Serbia, knowing that they as a country chose this. (laughs) like so they knew what they were doing i love it i love it (laughs) like yeah if if this is an indicator of like what serbia does going forward the way that we talk about like oh this is what finland does or or this is what portugal does i am so so on board oh serbia you're cool (laughs) <laughs> i just have Rocket. to mention his promo photo which really kind of confused me is a looks like a headshot from With an improv lobster. comic he's got the lobster up like a phone <laughs> so he whips that out on stage doing it live i saw him at the melfest pre-party on youtube and he's just oh, yeah. he's using it like a phone he's going hello with with the lobster <laughs> so i don't know if we'll see that in liverpool or not maybe let's Please leave don't. that in serbia yeah maybe I, maybe not the yeah i i now that Sam and Derek, you've said that I, I I stand by what I said. I do think that tightening it up a bit wouldn't wouldn't hurt hmm. uh, necessarily. But I, I I hope he doesn't stray too much. I I am a fan of the of the package as it is for sure. Right. Uh, but but sure, yeah, tighten it up. Also, I just want to go back and just say that Gustav has a cool hat. <laughs> several <laughs> cool hats. Yes, I have a feeling his luggage is going to be like eighty five percent hat. <laughs> Fingers will crossed. it be his will it be his carry-on luggage? Oh. Oh. You're off the podcast, right? Let's 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 forget this happened and talk about our next song here. Uh we are hopping over to our most recent junior Eurovision hosts, Armenia. Uh the song is called Future Lover by Brunette. Let's hear a clip. Okay, that is a clip from Future Lover by Brunette representing Armenia this year. She will be performing in the first half of semifinal two. Uh, she's 21 years old from Yerevan, been releasing music since about 2019. Uh, it looks like her debut single, Love the Way You Feel, was actually released in collaboration with Nvak, a organization that we are familiar with through their work, basically launching the career of now global superstar, I guess you could say, Rosalyn. Uh, Brunette is listed as the composer and lyricist of Future Lovers. So that's always great to see a singer-songwriter representing themselves. Nova, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on Future Lover? My thoughts on this are still very much in flux. I need to sit with this a bit longer. I... I, I like this song. I would listen to this song. I would choose to listen to this song. Um, I think the studio cut is great. I think the video is very interesting. And 
it's it's just difficult to imagine this in the context of Eurovision. I want to see a live performance because this music video obviously has money thrown at it, it has thought put at it, but I don't really understand how we can get these elements translated on the stage. This song I enjoy listening to, but I am concerned about how much of it is sung in her head voice. Having never seen her perform live, I think that's a very iffy area for a lot of artists to sustain over an entire song. I, I, I would just like to see how she does live. The strength of this with me lies in the rap, the more R&B part of the song. I think that adds a lot of um, interest to it. And again, it's one of these songs, there's a few of these songs, we, we were looking at um, like Israel and Serbia, where they, they kind of change things up and it's like maybe three or four different songs in one. But this is one of the ones that I think actually keeps some cohesion and it does make sense on the journey. I just... I need to see a live performance before I can actually imagine how this will do in, in Eurovision. Because it could just be, this is my taste of music. I, I I don't know how competitive an entry this could be, but she's stunning. Like she's so beautiful. The styling's amazing. I've got high hopes, but I could see this flopping. Eric, how about you? This is the song that I referred, kind of alluded to. I foreshadowed you know, that, that I think it needs multiple listens. And I think that that's, that's a unfortunate thing for, for a song to have. I think it's really interesting. I think it's very ambitious. I don't know about it as a, as a Eurovision song. I mean, what, uh, what's the recap? Which, which part of this do you, do you recap? Because, because there, you're not going to capture the whole song. You're not going to capture everything that, that makes it interesting. That's a really good point. Mm. Uh, uh thank you and uh, uh <laughs> first one all day and uh <laughs> i i don't know like i i don't know what what uh what to make of this i it could end up doing quite well uh, the it's it's uh it's a well done song it this is another one that's that's often very high on those vi those youtube videos from the possibly gay people some people have it in like top 3 and I, I, I don't know about that, but I don't know. Like I, I, I almost wish this was a couple of couple of episodes from now. I have a little more time to think about it. But, but I feel like we're on similar wavelengths, though. Like yeah, top yeah. Three. I, I, I need so. more to go on before I start throwing top three around. My God, yeah, like, yeah. Let's mm. calm down. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it has the immediacy uh, for for me to put it in a in a position like that. And be, and as a result, I have a hard time imagining somebody hearing the songs for the first time and then going to vote being like, boy, that Armenia really stood out. I, I think it's going to have a I think it's going to struggle. But I, I could I really think I could be wrong. I just I don't know. Sam, say something else. Something that I like about Armenia in, in a lot of my favorite Armenian songs of the past years have been the ones with that sort of interesting multi-part structures. Like looking at my favorite Armenian songs, I think of Aram MP3, Not Alone, which started off very, very chill and then like amped up and went absolutely crazy and then ended up quiet again. Uh, I think about Love Wave, of course, we already mentioned Aveda um, and, and her song for 2016, still one of my favorites of all time. Uh, I think about Fly With Me by Artsvik the following year, 2017. Again, this, this non-traditional instead of, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, they play with structure in a way that not many countries have done a lot of. And once I realized that that is what Armenia was doing this year, I'm like, okay, I, 
I see the path that you're going. Uh, I did remember that hook, that sort of be good, do good, look good. That that stuck with me, both in the fact that it started as that really gentle, that that head voice, like you were saying. Uh, and then at the end of it, when she switched into the Armenian language, the the lyrics, obviously, I I don't know, just because I don't speak Armenian, but it switched the vocal quality, but it still had that through line. And that kept me, that kept the song really in my memory. Uh, I'm really impressed by this in the fact that they are not afraid to do something non-traditional with this, between the styling, between the structure, between the... I mean, what's the last time we had a song about, you know, talking about panic attacks, you know? <laughs> when was the last time that panic attack was a was a lyric at a Eurovision song, you know? It's an intriguing package. It's a really intriguing package. And I'm looking forward to seeing more. I feel more immediately engaged with this and the visual package with it than I did for other songs. But it's still rather new in my head at this point. So time will tell, but first, first couple of listens to it are positive for me. Derek, how about you? Of all the songs this year, I think this one scares me the most in that we've seen a lot of the songs performed live one way or another. I think just, I don't think it's a very small handful of songs we've only heard in studio and we don't have much to go on with Brunette as, as far as live performances go. I mean, I think she only has a handful of songs mm. out really. Uh, and this song is just wildly ambitious in terms of like style in terms of like the singing quality that she's bringing to it, she's going to have to shift gears very quickly and do all these different things. I think Armenia has a great track record of producing these awesome music videos, but then when it gets to the stage, it doesn't quite work. I'm, I'm trying to think of like really impressive, memorable staging. I think Love Wave was the last time I was like, oh, wow, that looks incredible. And then after that, it's just like, oh, okay, she's in her bedroom and it's covered in post-it notes. It's a bit messy. I think it works, but <laughs> it, it just kind of felt like a lot of stuff for what was like a quick three minutes. I think if she can pull this off, it, it would be just absolutely fantastic. And I like the fact that it's a whole package song, not a song you can just snip out 10 seconds of and be like, Hey, remember this? Uh, and I don't, I kind of resent this idea that we need to write a really great song with a 10 second hook that we can clip out and then just repeat on the recap. So people will vote for it. I think a song should like, you should sit with it and remember it the first time you hear it. And this one, I like this one a lot. I think it's really, really cool. I love the story that it's telling this kind of idea. And I saw some people criticize this, which was weird to me, but it's like this idea when you're single and you want to date somebody, you think about the simple little things you want to do with them, like go to a cafe and just hang out. And drink I, smoothies. I, and drink smoothies. But like some people were criticizing that line. And I'm like, no, when I was single thinking about dating, it's like, I want to do simple things, not like rent a yacht and go sail around Greece, Greek islands. I want to like, make dinner together and watch a movie. Like those are the things I think about or I w did think about. And I, I kind of get that sense like, like when you're alone, it's kind of scary. And there's, and that's in there too. Like she's longing for simple things that she can do with another human being and have an intimacy. And because that's missing, it's, you know, kind of panic inducing. And you sort of get that sense also too, from the style of music, it's shifting around. It's, you know, you get this flurry of ideas going around in her head as reflected in the music. Yeah, this one, kind of like Serbia, I think this one has a lot of really big risks, really interesting concepts going on. I've seen Serbia live, haven't seen this one live. I don't know. This could be an absolute disaster too. Oh, but there's so much potential. Isn't there just it, potential? I know. There mm. is not. 
Oh. So I, the worst thing that could happen is, is, is just okay. <laughs> she gets out of stage and it's just, it's fine. I'm going to be like, oh man, what a letdown. That would be heartbreaking. Like, like, like walking out with Surbuk, a song that yeah. I know that at our national final, or not our national final, at our at preview our party back that year. <laughs> like at our, at our preview party yeah. that we had at home, Surbuk was, was top of the heap. And then it just didn't have the staging to back it up and it kind of fell apart, which is a shame because it was performed. And it can happen. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Made a bold but unfortunate choice about the recap, also. Yeah. Uh, but like, that's the moment you want in the recap. But Ooh, she has yuck. to hit the note, and she did. She not. didn't hit it. Yeah. Uh, she did not. I, I, really quick, Sam, you you had kind of compared this to, in, in terms of in terms of shifting in mm. in tone or tempo to Aram MP3 or to to Love Wave. Those I think had a build to them, uh, and and sort of had a ramp up that that worked really well. I'm not sure that this does that. I think that this this that the the change here is just a bit more sudden and stark. I don't so disagree. I, yeah. I don't disagree. Uh Danny, what about you? So to me this song is like spectacularly boring. Um this song okay. doesn't hit me at all. Like I'm not going to hold wow. back. I skip this song every single time. Now, this is a similar perspective that I've had with songs that I feel like you guys are just playing Mad Libs with in terms of the, the uh, token, extremely emotional, introspective song of the year. You guys did this with Bulgaria in both 2020 and 2021, which I did not give the time of day and which I still don't. Even a kind of a, a, a significantly better song like like Chango McCroy's first entry back in 2020, even that one I didn't like so much. I way preferred Birth of a New Age to the point where I remember Birth of a New Age's title and not the other one. Um, it's grow, you Philistine. Okay. It's grow. Um, <laughs> you guys could, t I think in all realistic predictions case, like the emotional impact of this song with its subtlety and sort of you don't expect it to sort of appear at Eurovision. I think that my opinion is going to be the majority of people. One listen is not enough for this song. Um, I mean, apparently eight or nine isn't enough for me, but I find I thought, well, hey, I thought you skipped it, sir. So I find this <laughs> song so unadventurous like it sounds like a you know track seven on a Billie eilish album i don't i don't dig it it's it's not for me and i really don't think it ever will be this is not my cup of eurovision tea i mean you're speaking as someone who would skip a track on a Billie eilish album and that's something i can't relate to so. <laughs> <laughs> drag him <laughs> I understand that I can see I can imagine a situation where this gets to Liverpool and I completely agree with everything you're saying that is absolutely a possible a possibility for this song for this entry I just think there's an equal possibility this could take everybody by surprise this could have some uh, uh, let's be honest it's a much less likely possibility but this could have some really interesting thoughtful staging she could blow us away with her vocals, and it could take everybody by storm. 
I, I'm there's, there's not, not so sure that there is. I'm not so sure that there is going to be some vocal fireworks here. I I don't think that this is anywhere near digestible enough or palatable enough to enough people. Is anybody concerned about the rap? Because that again, that a rap can yes. be very divisive. Yes, I think I it think the be. studio cut be. is is great. I think the studio cut she she pulls it off. But how about we'll translate live? I don't know. This that really may just depend be. on her level of English. Yeah, that I mean, we haven't heard her in, inter- in interviews. We don't know where she's coming from. We don't know yeah. how many takes we had yeah. for that rap. But mm-hmm. she did That's write it though. She did. To, yeah, I'm I'm so impressed with the song. Like at least in studio, just listening to it, it's like she wrote and produced this herself, which is just I think a remarkable achievement in a lot of Eurovision songs that they have like a team of writers and a team of producers. And she could pull this up by herself. And if she can sing it, I mean, she wrote it for herself. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that she knows what she's capable of. Uh, Eric, have we gone to you? We have, but I'll go again. Uh, I think that this, <laughs> uh, think that this song is interesting. I know. You guys wouldn't talk about, about growing up as getting old. You guys wouldn't stop about how much you love that song. And look how, you know, song sort of... I don't know. Oh, if I was here for that, I would have been with you. I thought that song was dreadful. Middling as heck, you know, stand on Pride Rock with a picture of Ma and Pa. Like, Okay, we didn't know about Pride Rock, Ma and Pa until... (laughs) (laughs) That staging was beautiful. Let's get to our our last one. I need to get out of here. All right, all right. song, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the last song that we're going to talk about today is another automatic qualifier. It is Germany, Blood and Glitter by Lord of the Lost. Let's hear a clip. We're so happy we could die. Blood and bitter, sweet and bitter. We're so happy we could die. Blood and bitter, Satan sinner. We do fall before we rise. Okay, that is Germany's Lord of the Lost with their song Blood and Glitter. They are an automatic qualifier. We will see them on the Saturday night come hell or high water. Uh, they've been performing uh, either as a solo act or as a band since 2007. They've got eight studio albums out, five orchestral albums, four live albums, and a partridge in a pear tree. Uh, Their most recent album, which includes Blood and Glitter, actually hit number one on the German album charts. This is an established act with a track record, and they took a commanding win uh, on the public vote in their national final. Nova, what do you think? I think we have a lot of male-driven rock bands this year. I don't necessarily know if this can even be included in that group at all. It is so, I think this stands out on its own so much more than any of the other rock bands. This is a whole oh, yeah. other genre. Um, I, I do enjoy the occasional glam rock number. I think this is a great energy. The, the lead singer has got such a, a gorgeous vocal the tone to his voice i think is so captivating and it's fun to look at it's a bit of an assault on the eyes i i I wonder if maybe they could tailor that a little bit more for liverpool um but i think there's a lot of potential there i i I like this a lot i really enjoy the the synths that come in and give it that kind of that the underlying electronica edge I, i i feel my one issue with it is i i'm not against the screaming at all i think i love that the sound of that it seems like a weird mix when you look at the lyrics to this song, because if you don't, if you're not 
understanding the words that are being said, it just sounds like a, a glam rock borderline metal song. And you think, sure, blood, glitter, screaming. It's it's borderline a misfit anthem. It's actually quite a cutesy, soft song, quite a feel-good, we're all different, rah, rah, rah. And the screaming to me is a weird, a weird choice for that. I don't know how you can feel the emotion to, to give that kind of performance with those with the story of those lyrics. I I, I don't know. I thought that was an, an odd, an odd combination. But I, I I like this. I'm glad it's there. I can't wait to see it live. I think it's gonna be such a, a fun time. I'm I'm with you in the fact that this is sort of in a in sort of a class by itself when it comes to comparing it to all of the other rock and, and band anthems that we have this year. I think the closest you could possibly get in terms of style, gravitas, maturity of act is potentially Australia. That's the closest comparison I think you yeah. can maybe make. Maybe a little, little bit of growl in the middle. Um, this is going to sound like a lazy comparison, but there is some meat behind this. This, I think, is closer to Hard Rock Hallelujah than I think a lot of people are giving it to. In the sort of, this is a traditional sort of structure of a song that, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, refrain chorus, that, that sort of simple classic structure that I think somebody who's not necessarily used to listening to this style of music, they could still glom onto that. They could still find a connection with that and a through line there. But it's wrapped in this package that is blood and glitter, that is over the top and crazy and and very eye-catching. It will capture people's attention. Uh, is it imaginative? Not particularly in structure, in message, but it's eye-catching. People will remember this. I think it's interesting that this is really the first time that Germany has ever really sent any sort of hard rock of any major sort, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I can't think of anything remotely close to this. And yet, oftentimes when you ask people, name a German act, how many, you know, how many people will say Rammstein? I would. So it's it's interesting that we're touching on something that is very German in some ways and an it's act that is well known German. in Germany. Yeah. And yet in many other ways, it's still kind of generic, but a generic in a way that's still accessible and comforting, but it still stands on its own. It's, it's to me, it's like hard rock hallelujah, which was very much a traditional structure, but in this package that was very much not. So that's where I'm coming from with this. That being said, I enjoy listening to this. I was thrilled to see it win. Sorry, Patty Gertie, apologies, but you know, there could only be one. Uh, Derek, what do you think? Hi, I think you covered it all. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. I think this is a really good choice for Germany to send something mm -hmm. like this. I think it's, like you said, it. it's very, at the core, it's very palatable. It's something that I think a lot of people will not have a hard time digesting, despite the fact that it's this wild glam rock song called Blood and Glitter. And I think that's, I think it's going to help it go a lot further than something that's a little bit more, I guess, marketable or safer. Like last year, this one, I, like this isn't really my cup of tea, but every time it comes on, I, I'm like, yeah, blood and glitter, sweet and bitter. I'm so happy I could die. Like, isn't this fun? Uh, <laughs> um, I, but I like that it's pushing the envelope a little bit. It's trying something a little bit more risky, even if it is a little also kind of safe. It's not going all out, but in a way that I think it's going to inspire stronger reactions from people, either who like it or hate it. And I think that's going to do a lot better for them than a song that everyone just kind of likes. 
And Danny looks yep. like he has the thoughts on this. Ooh, boy. Danny. I'm bracing for the inevitable and Finland is in Finland's 12 points go to Germany. Can't wait. Well, that's how it was in the national final because they they went to uh, uh they, they went to international jurors and I believe that the Finnish jury was the only one to give this act 12 points. I mean, so, I'll be surprised. They love weirdo No, not at all. <laughs> I paradoxically have to end the episode with the opinion on the song that I don't have one. I don't know. It's kind of bewildering to me how much I don't love this song. I really don't love it. I don't, I don't seek this out, but I also don't hate it. I, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't. When it comes to this song, it's so hard and so unhelpful an opinion to have, especially as someone who postures himself as someone who has opinions on Eurovision entries. Um, I, I can't, I can't muster up any kind of enthusiasm for this song, but also no apathy. Like the song comes on in sort of the listen through of all of the Eurovision songs from this year. And I just don't know what to think. Cause I, I understand that it is it's having fun. There's some element to it that it's taking the piss out of sort of the contest itself by just sending it here. And that they're, you know, the glam rock, blood and glitter, like we know what we're doing when we're titling our song that. But I just, it's like, I get it. I get it. Intellectually, I get it. But emotionally and artistically, it's, there is no resonance in me. I'm, I'm bewildered by my, by my failings. That's it. Eric, take it away. <laughs> what about the exact same opinion? What the, the well, absolutely un <laughs> uh, well, perhaps I can help. You see, there's blood. Yes. <laughs> All the blood. And then step two is just oh, roll with it. Just roll with it, and that's how you write it. <laughs> and that's how you roll it in glitter. I got it. That's I right, got yeah. it. Uh I I think I think Sam, your your comparison to Hard Rock Hallelujah is really, really apt. Uh, I think that the sort of plainness in terms of its structure really helped Hard Rock Hallelujah in terms of in terms of making it accessible. I mean, and, and, yeah, a, a hard rock song full of people in grotesque, hideous masks won Eurovision, which is crazy. And I don't think this is. I don't think this is going to win, but I think it's going to, I think it's going to do pretty well. I think for some people, they're just going to, they're, they're going to see it. They're going to hear it and be like, nope, that's not, not for me. No, no, no. But I think there are, there are going to be enough people, Finland, who, who are <laughs> going to give this points uh, because it's, it has the accessibility uh, that a song like this it wouldn't necessarily have otherwise. I mean, my God, it, you you say there was a song, it's from Germany, it's called Blood and Glitter, and you had to describe what they looked like and how the song sounded. You would be 100% right without, without seeing or hearing a thing. Like, this is exactly what you think, just based on the name. You know, they're going to show the postcard, and then the lights are going to go down, and it's going to say in big fancy letters, Blood and Glitter. And you're going to be like, oh, I know what this is going to be, and you'll be right. I, I, as as for the song itself, I like it. I, I think it's fun. I I, I actually kind of like the the screaming uh, in it. I also thought, uh, and this was something I thought when we were uh, recording. Again, shout out to KMSU. Nobody plays fewer hits. That uh, I think this song does a lot in three minutes. It, it gets it gets a lot done, and I think that that's good as well. Uh, that it 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 feels longer. 
than it is. I, it, there are there are some songs every year. Uh, one this year, it absolutely that I that I love, and it breaks my heart that it's limited to three minutes. This does this really does well within that time frame. Really, really would, does a great job. Would you say that it is a paragon of German efficiency? <sighs> yes, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Sorry. No, no, it's fine. Uh, it, uh, Germany, uh, th th compare this to rock stars from last year. A song that I don't think anyone disliked. It just didn't matter because it, it and it, it got screwed a bit by the running order. Uh, it, but also just it, it was it was just it was fine. It was inoffensive. It, it pushed no buttons or boundaries. Uh, and this is pushing everything it can. And I'm really glad that it does. All right, so those were our songs for today. And again, just to wrap up, we were talking about Poland, France, Belgium, Serbia, Armenia, and Germany. Uh, let's go around and talk about one quick answer. What, were you, what was your least favorite? And then we'll go around again. What was your favorite of this week? This isn't going to take uh, long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nova, Nova, as our guest of honor, let's start with you, dear. I think similarly to Olympia's guest spot, she spoke on behalf of everybody with the least favorite. I'm confident I can do the same and say Poland. It's Poland. Poland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is anybody? No? Yeah, it's po Poland. Um, let, let, we don't need to add anything to that. My favorite from this group is, is easily Serbia. I'm so excited for Serbia. I'm so excited for Serbia. I cannot say it enough. <laughs> Eric? Serbia for me too. I've said what I needed to say on it. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to have to go with France on this one. <gasps> France. I know. I know. I know. Derek, what about you? Uh, I want to say Armenia so badly. <laughs> but it's <laughs> there's too many variables I at play. Too at many what ifs. Too many what ifs that I just I can't fully commit to it and uh, I have to give it to Serbia. It's Danny? very it's very close for me uh this week. Uh, I don't. I don't think any of these songs uh, here are in my personal top five. We'll see as things progress. Uh, but it is by a hair Serbia. I'm going to say Serbia over <sighs> over over what? Sorry, Belgium and France. Ah, I really do have that much fun with Belgium and France. Has that you know France? France be France. France. France be France. And <laughs> all right. You at home, let us know what you think. What were your favorites of this week? Your least favorites of this week? What of our opinions do you agree with? And what do you think is complete and utter BS? You can reach us at all of our normal social media, uh, one, two points USA on basically just about anything. If you want to email us directly, you could do so 12 points from America at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you uh, again. Check us out on Patreon. If you'd like to support us there or Redbubble, if you'd like our merchandise, including our, uh, cocaine bear themed Riga beaver shirt that uh, Eric spent mm -hmm. a really good three minutes on. Um, it is actually, I work fabulous. my butt off for those entire three minutes. It's great. <laughs> it's a great shirt. You should definitely it buy it. It's, uh, it's I, the right kind of stupid, yeah. which is what you come to this, uh, to this podcast for, honestly. Yeah. Nova, we cannot thank you enough for joining us this week. We really, really are so happy to have you. Thank, thank you so you, much thank for having me. I've had so much Yay. fun. And uh, hopefully we will uh, raise a raise a glass together in Liverpool and party in person. Oh gosh, can you imagine? Can you imagine just actually touching, like holding hands? <gasps> Human contact. We're not just Human... people that live inside our computers. We actually do exist. That would be crazy. in theory, anyway. I mean, you've only you've only <laughs> seen me from like collarbones and and up. Like I I'm 
I, I, I'm actually just an octopus below you the know, waist. Like, like, nobody... like Krang from Ninja Turtles? Brain is in his stomach. Uh, that reminds me, I need to go see my gastroenterologist. All right, and on that note, uh, I don't know, is octopus stomach. Uh, let's let's just cut this off where it is before it gets any weirder. Until next week, everybody. I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. And I've been Danny. And I've been Nova. Yay! Yay! And America, stop, stop listening, listening now. 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 Local theater He's on the Belgian 42? Charts.